Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate uh, your attention. There are a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of content out there, and hopefully you are finding value from these conversations. Let me just tell you off the top, the guest I have today is absolutely amazing. I was recommended this teacher from a friend of mine who's a principal and Whoa, totally blew my mind. Hey, in the meantime, if you're looking for a book, I've written four. You can just go to Amazon, type in my name, Adam. Welcome. You know, it's a great way to support me, to support the podcast. Kids Deserve It was my first book that came out five years ago. The second one was Run Like a Pirate. It's a book about running, but it's not about running. That's really my zen kind of answer and response uh, when I describe it. Third book was Empower Our Girls, which was super special and exciting to write. And my my latest book that came out last year is Teachers Deserve It. You know, kids deserve, deserve it, but teachers do as well. Uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. I was actually in a local Barnes & Noble the other day with my wife's 100-year-old grandmother. We walked in. I said, let me go see if uh, one of my books was in the store. And lo and behold, Kids Deserve It was on the shelf. Uh, it is still exciting five years later. So if you're just looking for a way to support, uh, getting one of my books is a great way to support. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's podcast. Ashley Jackson, welcome to the podcast. Yes, thank you. Thank you. So excited to be here. Eighth grade science teacher, 2018 Metro Nashville Public School Blue Ribbon Teacher of the Year. Yes. Yeah, game show contestant. So our mutual friend, your principal, Kevin Armstrong, shout out to Kevin. He's been on the podcast. He said, I said, Hey, I'm looking for some teachers. And he actually sent me like a private message. I got a couple teachers. You were one of the ones recommended. So I right away just kind of Googled your name. And I saw this clip of you on the beach Shazam show, which I had no <laughs> idea existed because yeah. I have a 10 and an eight year old and I have no time to watch TV, but <laughs> you were, it's Jamie Foxx. And before the show, we were talking about Jamie. I'm like, he is one of my favorite actors. And I think, I don't know if I would say underrated, but just like under like exposed. I mean, I think about some of my favorite movies, Just Mercy, if you haven't seen that movie. Yes, absolutely it's incredible. Riveting. It's incredible. I mean, incredible. Jarhead, that was an amazing yes. book about the military. Uh, the Ray Charles movie, like just yes, gets me Ray is wonderful. every single time. So uh, first off, everybody stop what you're doing. Make sure to follow <laughs> Ashley on Twitter, Ashley P. Jackson. And then um, I think your pinned tweet is the video of you on there just absolutely is, yeah. crushing it on the Beach Shazam <laughs> show. So Ashley, fill in the blanks, tell all the listeners who you are, what you do, just kind of give us the down low. Yeah, so I am an 18-year <laughs> teacher um, in Metro National Public Schools. Uh, I have always, I am a science educator, STEM, STEAM, whatever you want to call it, um, before I was STEM, before they called it STEM and, and STEAM, uh, but really have been teaching, uh, like I said, 18 years, all in the classroom. So um, that's that's our passion. That's where I love to be and have had some opportunities to go um, elsewhere, but just love being with students. So um, I don't think it's going to change anytime soon, you know, who can tell, uh, but I really have um, enjoyed uh, my time. I'm passionate about science. I 
um, have a, a bachelor's of science. So I, have a, uh, you know, I, I was in biology. I thought I was going to go into lab work and, and work, you know, for the CDC. And my passion that kind of led me um, to students. Um, and so just gonna have kind of used that and merge that and build relationships with them and just sort of level where I am. And yes, I'm currently at DuPont Hadley um, Middle School and and then teaching eighth grade and have always really taught eighth grade. So. Well, bless the science majors. My wife is a bio major, just like yay, you. And she, yay, yay. I know she works in medicine. Those were some of the hardest classes for me. And yes, I, just love, I just love the human brain. Like some people really dig science and other people love like the social studies and language arts, which, yep. is where, which is where my brain is. So, hey, just talk about Beach Shazam. Like, I want to know how did that come about? I mean, I have friends that have been on Ellen I have friends that have been on Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. How did you get on Beat Be Shazam? How did you do? How was that whole? I mean, the clip is awesome. Jamie just looks like a super awesome oh, human being. Oh, so funny. And fun and real. I mean, just kind of give us the, uh, give us, you know, tell us about it. Well, it was um, really, I'm not going to say a fluke, but I love the show. And so, but, but like kind of going back before that, I am, I love like the sciences, right? But I have like a background in, um, I have a music business minor with, you know, so I have a background in music and I love all types. My parents grew up with me hearing everything. So I just have a range uh, from like, you know, like Madonna to like Delphonics and like Temptations to like, you know, I can listen to all the rap, anything. So that show, like I would play it at home with my family and really thought I was it. And so then I went ahead and put in a, like a, a application online and didn't think anything of it. And then a couple of weeks later, got the phone call and they were like, yeah, we love you. Can you come? And I was like, what? Um, so essentially there was some back and forth and um, not to go into too many specifics because I'm not supposed to, but um, just that process of just making sure that you're definitely what they want. Um, and then they were like, you know, we do it with two people. Is there somebody that um, you work with? We're really looking for another educator. And I was like, yeah, I got my girl. And um, Lolita, who's in doing this, who did the show with me, um, also is very passionate about music. We share that. And we're like, you know, karaoke twins. We love it. So I pulled her in. And then we went out to California, interestingly enough, right as COVID hit. In fact, we got back, we shot the show. It's, it's like quick, it's a red eye. They, you know, they pay for everything, but it's like kind of a red eye. And so you, you film, you get there and they, you know, you that early that morning, like four or five in the morning and you shoot pretty much all day. And then like literally, I think we, we spent the night, but then you just get on the hop on and you're back. And so when we touched down, they shut down the airports, you know, like everything was shut down literally about two or three days after we, we got back. And so it was very, like I think about it, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. But um, it was just a great experience. He is hilarious. Um, he has like a piano on the set that nobody, we don't, you don't see, but in the middle of the filming in between takes, he's playing piano and like making jokes. And it was, it was great. Um, Lolita's daughter came and so he was playing with her um it was just it was a lot of fun he's really he's really fun his daughter's really sweet he's on there as well Corinne so we just had a great time unfortunately we didn't come come back with the win we were second place right but I guess if you're not first or last uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, like, whatever. but but we had a, a great time 
Um, still not a fan of Green Day. Probably one that they got us out on. But we had a great time, and it was great <laughs> representing. <laughs> it was great. Green Day was not one of the uh, was not one of the records you listened to as a oh, kid. Oh no no no! <laughs> I mean, like I think I remember some Green Day, but apparently you can see on my face not enough to 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 help as much as I'd like. So, but it yeah. was a great experience. Um, they did highlight it was a teachers episode, so we got to meet others. The winners, um, I believe, were from Alabama. Somebody, um, the others were from, I believe, somewhere in California um, or Seattle. So we, it was really fun meeting um, other educators and kind of talking while we were sort of waiting for our episode to tape. And so it was great. It was great. I love those behind the scenes stories. One of my favorite books yeah. is called, it's called The Third Door. And it's about a, a guy who was going to college at USC and uh, he wasn't really enjoying college. And he, he got a ticket to go on the prices right and he and he figured out how to hack quote unquote the prices right and he like won the super sweepstakes whatever it's called and then that money to kind of travel the world for 2 years and just kind of like not not a similar story but you know similar in like the whole game show thing which is super fun so yeah. ashley ashley middle school teacher i mean middle school students I remember Adam in middle school, like, oh my gosh, I, I can't even think <laughs> about that. How is it working in middle school right now in the time that we're living in? Like, how is it? Well, um, you know, I, it, it's, it's interesting you asked that. I feel like I have been teaching long enough to sort of see the transition, right? From how it was to how it is now. I think that some of the uh, curriculum and the standards have, has, has, has really um, gotten tough. Like, you know, I have a nine-year-old who is about to, she's in fourth grade, about to enter. And not that I'm a math person, but just looking at some of what we are expecting our students to sort of come in with, um, I think as someone that really wants to build deeper, I mean, sometimes it's a little much, sometimes it's a little much, um, you know, I'm just thinking as a, as a middle school teacher, I've seen that transition of just how the curriculum has really changed and what we were expecting of our students. And I think sometimes we're putting too much pressure on them um, in areas that, you know, I, I think we should let them maybe explore a little more and, you know, we won't get into standard assessment, but I, I just, I, I feel, you know, she was, she's working on Robert Frost. She's in fourth grade. I was like, you're doing Robert Frost poems. And I just, I don't know. I think it's just sort of transitioning down and, and getting more to where those standards and the things that we're expecting them content-wise is maybe 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 making them grow up a little sooner than they would need to be. Um, and then that's not everything, right? I'm sure all of the technology and things that you and I, Adam, maybe didn't really use or utilize when you know either you were teaching or even when you were coming up. Um, have kind of forced them to, to grow up a little bit. I mean, I know we were not a one-to-one -one district before COVID, but now MMPS is completely one-to-one. -one. And I think that in itself has sort of made students have to have a little bit more responsibility as middle schoolers. Um, you would, I mean, we think if they can play, you know, Call of Duty or Fortnite, then they know all technology. That was so not true. We, I was on a panel and then got pulled into working and, and talking to try to figure out how to develop some 21st century like technology skills. 
that we realized that students didn't have. It was a district panel for the district to try to say, hey, you know, um, there are a lot of foundational skills, specifically, you know, in you know, elementary and middle that we thought they would already have because they just play so much on computers and technology, and they do not get whether it's like how to save a file, you know, just it, it was it was really eye opening, um, and I think that's sort of making them be a little bit more responsible, and, and maybe it's helping them as they're going into that post um, secondary or you know secondary type of college or or technical school, but. I wish that they would let them let them be kids a little more. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it's uh, interesting that you say that about the technology integration and those skills. I, I've worked with almost 300 school districts over the last yeah. five years all across the country. And the biggest trend that I see is, is, is like bad technology integration yeah. and not yes. just at the school, but also at home because parents who are not digital natives, like, I mean, right. I have a 10 and an eight year old. So our chill, our kids are about the same age. Yep. I mean, if I wasn't an educator, a lot of parents don't have that and they're not, they're not That's integrating right. it in, in, uh, in good, efficient ways on transforming learning and life and everything else. They're just like, here's an iPad with some apps on it. Yeah. And, and that's not, that's not integration. And your, your answer about the whole middle school thing is interesting. Cause my next question is, is, is middle school, is that model working? Um, and, and I don't know. And I'm, I feel like Ashley, my whole career, I've always been like, okay, we're doing it like this. Is, should we still be doing it like this? And right. I mean, I was talking to my wife the other day about something. I'm like, well, should we still be doing it like that? Or should it be going like that? And, you know, teach for 25 years, don't teach the same year 25 times, you know, have a middle school. Is that the model that it should still be happening? with right. periods and grades and all those things. And I don't know the answer, right. but I mean, what do you think from like a 30,000 foot level is, is that middle school model still working? And yes, I'm sure some parts aren't and some parts are, or maybe if you could add something to the model or change, if you had that magic wand and you were the, you were the secretary of education for the country, what would you do? Um, I, you know, that, that's, that's broad. <laughs> It's true. Um, but I mean, I guess sort of going in the focus, one, one thing that Kevin always says is to do what we, we do what's best for kids. And so, you know, working backwards to sort of come up with what do you, what do we really want them to be? Like, what do we want skills do we want them to have? And then sort of what can we add? And let me say, because education, right? We are, there's a lot of abandonment, right? So what can we like take away and peel back? That's been this year. Um, and, and, and our school is struggling too with, I don't, we're, you know, what, what are things that we can just say, okay, not now, right? Um, but what can we do to make them, you know, life, and I hate, using lifelong learner, I feel like he's on the, but really that's what we want. I feel like because I haven't gone anywhere and I've been in the classroom the whole time, I don't think that you can, to be an, an effective teacher, you can't do the same thing 25 years, you know, without doing it 25 ways. And I feel like that's why I'm here because I, I'm not, I am okay. Like I like being in the same school, uh, that changed, but I'm okay with learning new ways to do the same stuff or let's see to teach the same content maybe that I've been teaching and I'm open to that um I think that 
how do you find educators that are like that? It starts with us, right? It doesn't start with the students. So in order to, to change, we need to be able to have, and we need to go into some of the HR portion, but we need to have educators where they're okay with that. So maybe that means that we change our, because I was just talking to somebody else about the teacher prepar uh, preparation programs in the uh, colleges. Like we have a lot of drill and kill. Like people come in and they burn out so quickly. Um, that's actually like my passion. I want to I want to teach teachers how to teach. So we're, yeah, we're, if, you, <laughs> if you think about it, I mean, think about yeah. think about your college prep program or, yeah. you know, I, I think about when I went back to school to get my admin credential. Yeah. Actually, there is nothing that I learned in admin school for $20,000 that That's helped right. me as a principal when I had yep. a, a teacher that needed support, a, a parent that was upset, a student yep. that needed that needed support no matter what it was. And I mean, those have to, and then people are going to debt and then they're not making enough money as a teacher. And it's a snowball, right. snowball, snowball effect, you know, and if schools don't remain relevant, they're going to become obsolete for our students. And yeah. I mean, I think we've seen this because I know in California, where I live, public school enrollment has gone down. Uh, private schools, uh, you know, private right, charters, they're charters, you know. And I, I mean, I don't have the the complete answer, but right. um, but 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 to what you said, how do we get teachers to be to remain relevant? It's more fun to teach that way when you're doing things that the kids are like, hey, let's I'm go to Mrs. Jackson's classroom yes. because oh yes. my gosh, you know, rather than like. Yes. The in rows and they're quiet and they're filling out worksheets yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're learning about science from a brain pop video and then filling right. out a packet said yeah. no kid ever never I mean, never so what, what I, do you I mean, think I, teachers need right now what do you think teachers need right now they well okay so i guess like, i mean from oh definitely support like to be heard from admin but i mean i think we we need resources, obviously, but we can't be afraid to 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 get outside the box as far as our our teaching. Um, and maybe some some PD. And I hate that term because everyone turns off their ears and like you know they don't want to hear it. But that is real. Like that is able to connect. Like, and I know that engagement is is key. And not everybody is is that type, right? You know, like that, I, I, you know, that's me. Like I, I like to entertain and, and there's not, not all teachers are like that. I get that, but we can find ways um, to get really relevant, you know, activities so that students can connect. Um, like I use TikTok in the classroom. Why not? I mean, it's not going anywhere. It's there. It's helping students to understand. Like we watched a video. It was of the milk crate challenge because we were talking about force, right? And I was, I was like, it start force was one of the first units, and the milk crate came out, and I was like, yes, I'm showing this because we need to figure out like what's going on, what are balanced and unbalanced forces. And the minute I showed showed the video, the next class that was coming in was like, I heard we watched the milk crate challenge today. Like that is enough to to get balance and unbalanced forces taught. And so I just, that was small. I didn't have to go out and buy anything. Um, but I, I feel like that we need quality. If we don't, if you don't know how to do it naturally, then we need quality PD 
to be able to get some of those types of skills and activity and, and, and things in the minds of teachers to help them. Um, and then I've always been proponent, I know kind of circling back, smaller class sizes. I've said it since I have beginning teaching in 2004, <laughs> smaller class sizes. Like that is key. I, and I know it seems so small, but we learned when we went back in, in, in person, the second half of the, well, more than the second half, of the, maybe the last fourth of the year, we weren't there. You had a choice. Students could choose whether to be in person or virtual. So we ended up with about you know, maybe like 60% in person and like 40% virtual. And it was just that realization, which I already knew, but just being able to form relationships and connections when you're dealing with 16 to 18, as opposed to 28 to 30 or 32. Um, and I just, I don't know, like, I feel like everybody knows this, but why not use some of your funding? That should be like to make there be more staff in schools. So the class size are smaller. And I, and I, I like I'm um, on the path, like just determining whether I'm, I've done most of the thing to get into this doctoral program. So I think I'm going to start in January, but I, I want that to be like my focus. I got to hone in a little bit, but the class sizes are just, they're paramount. Like they're, they're, they're it's important. It, it's, it's, it's helpful. And so that is something that I think that teachers, no matter middle school, high school really need. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, so two things uh, with the whole class size thing, let's say people, you know, I, I talk to neighbors and they go, why, why does it matter? So my, here's my example. Like you're, you're learning how to play golf. Or let's say you're learning how to cook and you're going to like a cooking class. And if it's like there's a golf pro or there's like a head chef and there's like 10 people in the lesson or 20, yep. you're going to get less attention. And yep. this isn't a perfect example, but if there's one to three or, or four or five people, you're going to get more individualized attention on That's your right. golf swing and how to do this and that. But if you yep. got 30 people and that person is going up and down the line and they're getting just a little few 10, 15, 20 seconds, yeah, I mean, you're not going to be able. You're not. You're not serving the kids that need intervention or support or an English learner. You're not no. helping the kids that maybe uh, are gifted and talented. I mean, That's they're right. an at-risk population as well they too. And I love your example about the TikTok because that right there, that is engagement and not entertainment. I think. Right. I think there's too much like entertaining going on. I mean, you taught one class. You put it on TikTok you would already gotten that next class to first or second base because they'd already seen your TikTok and they already kind of knew what was going on. They're like, oh no, we know what you're doing, Ms. Jackson. You know, because you already had them hooked. You had them yeah. on that engagement piece and all you did was use your stinking cell phone and your personality yep. and your energy and your knowledge as a teacher. And I say teachers, you are the expert in the kids and the curriculum and in the relationships. Anything that you don't know have your kids, because if you don't know how to do TikTok, there's no PDF on the internet that says how to use no, TikTok. Not. Just go get a 10-year-old or a 13-year-old, because they yeah. are already probably TikTok famous, and they can go, oh, right. hey, I'll help you out. And you're going to have so much more buy-in, too, when they know that you want to teach like that. I mean, it's, That's right. it's easy. Okay, so with all of this being said, Ashley, are you a hard worker or are you a workaholic? Ooh, that is, let, let me, let me call my husband in here and let me see what he was like. <laughs> he would say, probably outside the door, and he would say, workaholic. Um, I would say that 
<laughs> and, and I asked this question because yeah, I, know, I, know, I, know. I asked this question because I know I look at my own self and I talk yeah. to, you know, thousands and thousands of teachers every year. My dad taught second grade for 35 years yeah. in the Bay Area. And it's, it's a problem. And if you look on social yes, media, you know, so I just, you know, I asked that question not to like, as a gotcha, cause I don't know, but as like a reflection. And then for yeah. all the people that listen to this podcast for them to think like, okay. Cause I mean, it can, it can ebb and flow. It can, yeah. the beginning of school, you got conferences, you got a right, big project, yeah. but so are you going to answer the question or are we going to I am going to answer the else? question. I'm going to answer the question. I think <laughs> when you said Evan Flo Adam, that's probably, I, I will, t I think I know when I am going either way, that's probably the best. Like I, I, I can tell from the way that I am with my students and how excited I am maybe about something or how effective something may be as to where I'm leaning at the time. Because like I, it, I can, I, I'm definitely a workaholic at times. I think this year has been more workaholic than hard worker, or maybe just both, like just everything <laughs> or everything in. Um, because I, I feel like there's, there's a lot that has been, has been asked of all teachers besides just let me do my thing and with my students and you know and I think there's just uh, there's so many other things that are needed of us and so the workaholic piece yes um yes more this year and probably a workaholic but like I said I, I also I feel like I lean a little bit way a, bit, a little bit more and then I can maybe self-correct um and, and really give more time to family I will say this I feel like this year with going completely because we are eighth grade we're kind of piloting where we are two we're all um one to one but we are everything we have been assigning is completely like we we kind of went with the virtual and everything is online on the on the schoology platform um which has been nice because like i'm not, not, not saying i'm not a person that's like a, a english teacher my the english teachers and the math they still do some some stuff so i know they're kind of like Ugh. but for me it was great um, because besides going through and doing labs on like a lab data sheet or whatever, because they can't have that computer in front of them, it's been great. And so that's helped me to kind of go and leave leave work and not have all the papers to take with me and grade and things like that that can just kind of bog you down. So that is that has helped a lot. Um, yeah, I think I kind of I kind of lean back and forth between both. No, I and get I it. Try to self correct. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. No, and I, I appreciate your reflective response. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I asked that question to tons of people every yeah, year. Yeah. Not accusing anybody of anything. Right. It's it's just you know I know we we can only do so much and we, we have can. to do the most we have to do the most for our family because if we're not happy and healthy in that's, our in that's our home the truth. life. We're not going to be happy and healthy at work. No. Yes. So since, you know, I don't, I interview more school leaders, principals, superintendents right. on the podcast. So since you're a teacher and since I know you're principal, again, shout out to Kevin, yes. go back and listen to episode eight one when Kevin was on the show, Kevin's an amazing principal. A lot of teachers I talk to don't have, um, there's some, uh, some, some gaps in, in maybe the school leadership. What would you recommend to other teachers that maybe are struggling with their principal? 
Um, and what would you recommend from a standpoint of like, hey, you know, maybe do this to go build your build up your principal or like the relationship or support them? Because I talk to a lot of teachers like, oh, my principal, what do I do? And they just want to like, you know, get out or fight. And, you know, that's not the answer because if they're your principal, you got to work with them. So knowing that you have an awesome one in Kevin, yeah. do you have any recommendations, Ashley? And like, hey, you know, like do this or maybe this or how to connect or anything, anything of that sort? Well, I, I think one thing that he's always said that he appreciates, um, well, we knew each other. So when I came over, it was kind of, but I feel like that one thing that he always says he appreciates is that I communicate, right? It's just like any relationship, right? The, 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 you know, with your employer, employee and your principal and your teacher, you know, it's one thing to go into the teacher workroom, right? Or eat lunch with your team and you all talk about things that are really getting on, on your nerves. I will say, you know, I, because I, we have a great team. My, my team is great. My great team is great. I, you know, we'll start doing that. I'll be like, yeah, okay, hold on. <laughs> and then I'm calling or texting him. You can ask, and I'm sure you will, ask him like we'll be getting into something I'm like mm, yeah I don't like that and I'll be like hey where are you and, and like I'm on the phone and I'm like hey are you can you come down here for a second um and that might be my personality but let me say that that's not all the personalities that are on my team I say my team because I'm, I'm team lead but I, that's, those are my those are my girls and but but it has changed that because now they'll do the same thing and he has said I appreciate the way that it doesn't matter what, if it's good or bad, you at least will talk to me. You'll knock on the door, come in there, say, hey, can you call me? Hey, are you in the building? Can you come down here? I have a problem or I have a question. And I think that needs to be the status quo. I, I think you need to be able to feel like you are heard. And he does that now. Does everything change to what maybe I won't? Definitely not. Um, but I'm like, well, at least you let me tell you what I felt. And it's like, if you come in and I'm like in a funk or a same little attitude, then you know where Ashley, <laughs> she told me why she was mad, you know? Um, and then we keep it moving. And, and mm -hmm. so I feel like that's, that is key. Like if you, you, you can't sit in your office and you, you got to, have you have to have that relationship with your staff and it's I know it's impossible to have it for everybody I know that but I think that if you are like you said some of the teachers are like how do I do that that's to me is key you you have yeah. to be able to really be real and passionate and and there may be tears when you're talking and that's okay too so you got to really find that part of you that is not that it's okay to be open and for them to be, and for you to be vulnerable um, with your principal, your admin. I mean, you have to be. Um, yeah, yeah, I love that. And I, so you said at first, build relationships. You and Kevin already had a relationship. So if you didn't yeah. know your principal beforehand, build a relationship. Some of my oh, favorite definitely. teachers I worked with, they would just descend on me. Like they would yeah. call me or like an entire grade level would just show up in my office. They're like, we That's need right. to talk. And I'm like, what's yep. up? And to your point, Ashley, they didn't always leave a hundred percent. That's right. But at least they told me, or I had that information. Let me think about yep. it. Let me check my budget. Let yep. me ask some questions and I will get back to you because yep. you can't do it alone. Teachers, 
lead school leaders, you can't, you can't do it alone. You have to do it together. And part of that, part of that is having that, having that struggle and those conversations That's and right. the fun ones and the hard ones and the un- right. uncomfortable ones. And then you all move forward as a team because That's the team right. is stronger than the individual. Keep it moving. I like it. Yeah. Ashley, part of this podcast is amplifying the voices of my guests. So yeah. I'm just going to pass the microphone over to you. What would you like to say to all the people that listen to this podcast? Oh, wow. This is, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, um, Adam, this was great. This was my, uh, my first podcast um, as a guest. I do love listening to the podcast and I listen to yours uh, and um, prior to this. And so I really appreciate you doing it and letting us sort of um, have a voice um, for everyone. I, I would say to those, this year is hard. I'm going to focus on this year and say, um, I, I think if you haven't contemplated leaving the profession this year, then maybe you're not doing stuff hard enough. So <laughs> I get it, you know, like this is this is a hard one. And I think everybody has been that, they've had that bad day or bad couple of days or bad week. Um, but I think more now than ever, our, our children need us and they need you. They need the teachers that are workaholics and hard workers and everything in between. Um, you know, we are, you know, look, I, I had uh, RIP Whitney, but uh, I believe the children are our future. Uh, and we do need to help them lead the way. And so um, I, I say, don't give up. Please stay in the fight. Um, and just, you know, because these, these are our, our, our babies, they're going to be taking care of us, right? So, um, yeah, the, and sometimes they show that they, they care for us and they and their um their respect for us in, in different ways um but it, it all comes back and and i'm gonna leave with this or, or leave my thing with this if you haven't seen the adele clip recently i put that on my on my twitter feed like i, I was i was crying like i was bawling <laughs> uh, where she you know start she started crying when she got to see her middle school teacher uh, brought her up on the stage and just was like bawling like a baby. Like I got to go back and let them redo my makeup crying um, from just that one lady. And everything she said about her was just, you know, one year. She had her one year. She didn't say it with anybody that she had multiple years. It was one year um, that you can make that the international star cry. Like, I mean, I just, it was so touching. So that's the kind of, and, and I don't know if that lady knew that until, you know, I'm sure they brought her and, you know, but but to, to not know that that was your one year that you, you know, and she, it was you, not the year before, you know, so it, it doesn't take a lot. It just takes a little. And um, so, yeah. yeah. that right. I put that on my Twitter and my Facebook yes. too. You know, well, you know, if people, first off, everybody, thank you for listening. And, and if you're taking notes yes. and, if you did, and if you didn't take down this note, Ashley's advice is not just, it's not empty, hollow advice. The things that you're talking about is you talked about your team and your girls and how strong of a team you have. And that's the reason why you're still in it, even after the two years that we've gone through. So if you're really, if you're really feeling like, God, I'm done with this. It's so hard. Yes. A hundred percent. And education has not been the only industry that has just been hit hard. It's right. You got to have a team. You got to have a team that's in front of you that you see every day. And I would also extend it to your, your professional learning network, people that are 
outside of your area and your district, outside of people of, of your state. I mean, look at, I mean, Kevin's somebody that's in my group and I've only right. hung out with Kevin one time, but he's somebody that's in, in my network. So you got to build your team. They're going to be there for the good times. Hopefully they're going to be there for the tough times too, to, uh, to get us all through Ashley Jackson, Ashley P Jackson yeah. on Twitter. I'm going to link it in the show notes. I'm also going to link that clip of you on oh. Beep Shazam with Jamie <laughs> Foxx. Because that was so much fun. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for all that you do. Everybody listening, thanks for all that you do. And I truly hope that you have an absolutely amazing day.